Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Let's Go with Julio podcast. I'm a tech marketer turned leadership coach on a mission to educate, inspire, and empower you to unlock your best, most authentic self as a leader. If you're ready to confront the hard things getting in the way of your success in a way that's real and honest and loving, then you're in the right place because you can and you will. Let's go. So today I want to spend time focusing on rejection. Rejection's super hot right now, particularly in tech where there are over 200,000 people who have been laid off and that's just technology across all sectors. People are being let go. I want to speak to those who are struggling with a layoff or any type of rejection, whether it was from work, whether it was from relationships, whether it's from a business opportunity that didn't go right. I've been let go many a times. If you listen to the first episode, you know that in detail. And so I have a masterclass in how to navigate being let go. And in my case, I was full of shame, so I didn't even tell anybody. Today on LinkedIn, people post about it. Back then, you didn't post about it. Um, And I still got into incredible jobs after being let go from the one previously. Everyone says, how did you do it? How do you navigate? How do you move past it? And so if I think back to how I navigated these times, I sort of think about it in three pieces, accept, follow, and go. So the first step is you have to accept where you're at right now. I mean radically accept that this is where you're at at this present moment in time. That means slowing down, that means taking a pause, and that means recognizing all of the feelings that are coming up for you. And so as part of this accept phase, I recommend staying in connection with other people, hiring a coach, seeing a therapist, making sure that you are engaging with your partner or your family or your friends, people who can hold space for you to process the uncomfortable emotion that comes with any sort of rejection. Of course you feel this way. Of course there are ups and downs. You know, when you're working 60, 70 hour weeks and you're cranking, 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 and then you wake up one morning and you don't have these back-to-back meetings, it can be a jarring experience. So even throughout the day, you're in a roller coaster where one minute you love the fact that you're walking around at 11 a.m. and in another minute, you're shaming yourself because you're not in a meeting. This is a traumatic experience, especially if you have put so much value into the company, especially if your value and your worth has been attributed so richly and and your life is so intertwined with the company, it makes sense that you would feel this way. Now you get to give yourself the time and the space to honor that and accept it and be where you are in that moment. In this phase, it's important to pay attention to where you might be numbing or buffering, as we like to refer to it in coaching, which is, I as a human being do not want to feel this difficult emotion, therefore I'm going to not feel it by doing X or doing Y. In some cases, it's overeating, maybe it's drugs, maybe it's working, maybe it's sending 100 resumes out in one day, right? It's I'm going to move into action and control or blocking of the full emotion by just trying to stay on the hedonic treadmill and get right back into what you were doing. What are the things that you need to do to set yourself up to radically accept what is happening in your life right now? 
And there's no time limit for this. For me, it took a couple months to figure it out and to move through it and to learn it. But for you, it may take less. Be wary of your cognitive cerebral self trying to move into the corporate structure of, okay, I need OKRs now. I need a master plan. You have X number of days to do this and we're counting down. You have to release some of that because you are now on your own time. You are literally the CEO of your life right now if you are in a position where you do not have a corporate job. And there is a real power in that. You get to decide what meetings you take, when you wake up, how you spend your money, how you're using all of your time. And so I would encourage you to think about that for a minute. How can you find a place of power in that? In the fact that you own yourself. You own yourself right now and you get to decide how to call the shots. Not some big industrial corporate complex telling you what to do or some manager telling you what to do. You get to decide. So that's the first step. The next is follow. So many of us are living a life that we thought we needed to live, not the one that we really want, right? Brene Brown talks about this all the time. How do you let go of who you think you need to be so that you can embrace who it is that you truly are? And that's really the journey. That's really the transition for us right now in this moment in our life is to let go of all the things we thought we needed and embrace the things that are true to us. For me, every single time in tech, I knew that this wasn't it. I knew in my deepest of deepest hearts that there was something else calling on my life. I just didn't have the courage to do it. And so the universe kept nudging me out and saying, push, push, push. All right, let's go do something else. And I kept rejecting it because I wanted to control the circumstances and have the title and have the label and have the money and have the, what we used to call them golden handcuffs. But you know, I may have talked to 50 people in the past two months who have reached out asking for guidance. And at every juncture, most everyone who's been let go can find something in the role that they were unhappy with anyway, can find something in the company that they were misaligned with anyway, can find something in their manager that wasn't serving them. Not to put the blame on them, Part of accepting at this part is taking responsibility for your role in this and where you are and the actions that you choose going forward. But it's understanding that there is no such thing as failure, really. Because everything in your life has led you to this moment now. Maybe there's a lesson here. What is the lesson here? I can choose to look at this from the place of frustration and defeat and shame and fear, or I can choose to follow what is my heart telling me to do next. Once you have accepted, you move into following who are you and what do you really want, not what your mom wants you to do not what you think society wants you to do, not what your manager expects you to do, not what your friends want you to do, not what the critic in your head is telling you you need to have done yesterday. No. What is it that is true for you? What do you really want to do in your life? In coaching school, we talk about it as the, the higher coach, your spiritual self, for those of you who will, the inner wisdom I like to think of it as this sort of, you know, spiritual GPS in my in me 
or a compass that knows, it always knows all of my best decisions. And I would argue that perhaps all of your best decisions, if you were to think of it, have come from you following the truth of yourself, what it is that you knew that you wanted to do. I would encourage you to use this time to cultivate that relationship with that inner wisdom, that part of you that has always known the truth of who you are and what you need. And so that is a huge opportunity for you as opposed to just rushing into it. I was talking to my mom about this last night, and she said, you know, one way to think about it with your clients is you're going to find your soul before your role, that you're going to find your soul before the next role. And I love that because too many people rush into, you know, sending applications to 50 companies just to try and get back on the hamster wheel. And for some people, it may make sense. You may find another opportunity and transfer, and that's just fine. I've had plenty of clients do that. But I would argue that if you are stuck in the miserable maybe and the I don't knows and the I'm not sure and the I don't have any idea what to do, I would encourage you to see this as an opportunity to accept everything that's going on and to explore and follow what your intuition is leading you towards. And if you can do that, it will start to give you the energy and the power to move to the third step, which is to go forward with some love and some compassion. Going forward does not mean I have to have the whole thing figured out. Going forward does not mean you have to have a 12-month plan, a full-fledged OKRs, a whole tracking system, a Gantt chart. You can, but it does not mean that you have to. It means that you have an intuition, an inner knowing about something that you want to explore, and you are taking the first step towards that action. When I left tech for good, Lyft was the last role, I gave myself six months to just explore, to learn how to accept, to learn how to cultivate that relationship with myself, and to use it to see what was pulling my attention. I played piano, I read books, I volunteered, I took lots of phone calls, I did some consulting gigs. I started to pay attention to, hmm, what is really drawing my attention? Where am I finding my joy? And over time, the more that I leaned into that and released the need to control every single bit of my time, as these corporate jobs did, I started to see patterns emerge, and that has led me to where I am today, talking to you on this microphone in your ear, trying to give you guidance as you navigate what is next for you in your life. It's just figuring out what is the next right move, and then from that space, the next right move, and the next right move, and the next right move. Take the leap of faith and trust that you are being led in the right direction. And don't be hard on yourself when you take the next step. The voice in your head may be in a position to critique you at every single juncture. I know that intimately because it does that to me all the time. And, you know, I I have done a lot of inner work to learn how to pause those thoughts that are not serving me and replace them with new, more empowering thoughts that push me forward. And so the key to that is learning self-love and self-compassion. Pay attention to how you're talking to yourself and talk to yourself as though you were a loved one. If you catch yourself saying negative things, 
that's an opportunity. It's a growth area for you. How can you be kind to yourself above all else? That's a super important piece of this. So much of us are hard on ourselves. We speak negatively. Most of us have a critic, not a coach in our heads. And that's part of what we're trying to do here. I've had a critic in my head this whole time, my whole life. And my mom, for example, has always had a coach. And we really had that breakthrough of like, wow, what would the world look like if all of us as leaders had coaches and cheerleaders in our head as opposed to critics? It would be so different the way we would show up with people, the way we would think about the environment, the way we would disagree gracefully, the way we would hold a positive intent for everybody and everything. So um, self-love and compassion, it is really important for you to think about that as you take the next steps. That's my advice. You got to accept it radically, all of the emotion, cultivate a practice of following what is true for you, what lights you up, and you got to go for it little by little, one step at a time with love and tenderness and compassion. And there's a couple other things I want to point out. The first thing is be in connection with other people. You have to reach out. Bids for connection at this moment in time are so critical because the emotion of rejection, of humiliation, of shame, of anger, of fear is so strong that it can turn your thoughts really toxic and all of a sudden you go silent and you're in your little world, in your home, not speaking to anybody, numbing or distracting yourself or getting lost in your thoughts. And that can be a risky space. So making sure that you're staying in connection, being wary of the amount of numbing you're doing. And then the last thing I would say before we close is get your routine. And by routine, I don't mean you need to have back-to-backs and your whole thing figured out, but at least some sort of structure. And start small. Start, it could be small. It could be, I commit to Monday through Friday, waking up at this same time every day. And it could start there. And then you build on. For me, it was, I want to go to the gym at least one day a week. And then one became two. And then two became three. I'm trying to make three become four, but we ain't there yet. That's okay. We're a work in progress. I've been meditating. I have been doing the artist way. The morning pages have been a really beautiful way for me to figure out my intention for what do I want to communicate on this podcast, for how do I want to cultivate my ideas and my community, and how can I build the confidence within myself. Really, it's not about what I do and applying what I do to you. You have to find what works for you so that you can start to build and move your life forward. You might be in the heat of all of the frustration and all the motion, and that's fine. I want to allow that and invite that, and I know intimately what that feels like. And I also want you to know you are not your layoff. Life is bigger than this moment, and you're going to look back in 10 years, and this is going to be such a beautiful arc for your life. One thing I want to say quickly before I go is if you have any questions, shoot them to me on Instagram because we're going to actually bring some Q&A into this podcast so that we can really get deep and specifically help people in our community. We used to say this at Lyft, life is better when you share the ride. So DM me, share this with people. Let's start building this community. Have a great day. Let's go, baby.